Welcome to The Dive, a podcast where we explore on a deeper level scripture, prayer, and spiritual ideas necessary for you to thrive in today's world. I'm your host, Otis Moss III. We are back once again to have a conversation about my Afa. My Afa is the Swahili word for disaster. The Trinity has been doing the Maya'afa for over 10 years, and we drew our inspiration from the St. Paul Community Church in Brooklyn, New York, that was under the leadership of Dr. Johnny Ray Youngblood and is now under the leadership of Dr. David Brawley. Uh, the Maya'afa project or Maya'afa production uh, was an actual play that was produced in New York that would focus on the Middle Passage. But at Trinity, we decided to do something different. We decided to create a liturgy, the Maya'afa project uh, that would allow us to delve into our history, our culture, and those nooks and crannies of our past we rarely lift up. I begin today with with a quote uh, from the great August Wilson. The first message of this month was the gospel according to August Wilson. And I want to begin with this, this quote. There are always and only two trains running. There is life and there is death. Each of us rides both of them to live life with dignity, to celebrate and accept responsibility for your presence in the world is all that can be asked for anyone. Why, some may ask, would a church spend time elevating a playwright elevating a Muslim, elevating an activist, sharecropper, and a jazz singer who became an addict. The role of the church, they will tell me, is to lift up Christ and celebrate the gospel. Well, I have to say this. A people cannot fully embrace Christ if they do not embrace who they are. For years, I've, I've tried to reconcile an idea that's put forth within Western culture, the idea that you can separate sacred from secular. And that in itself is not African. That people of African descent, we merge sacred and secular, meaning this. What we do on Sunday should always connect with what happens from Monday through Saturday. I borrow from the song by T-Bone Walker that says they call it Stormy Monday, but Tuesday's just as bad. Wednesday's worse, but Thursday's oh so sad. Friday, the eagle flies, and on Saturday, I go out to play. But on Sunday, you will find me in church on my knees to pray. We always merged sacred and secular that our spiritual life was not to be placed on the shelf for Sunday, but was to be a part of our daily activity. Africans in America practice a spirituality that rejects the separation of spirit from daily life. Our history must become sacred. I've quoted often, uh, Without of the out of the Jewish tradition, where they believe that history is sacred, that not to teach your child their past is an act of child abuse. It was several years ago, Monica and I, along with Elijah and Michaela, had a Seder dinner 
the home of a Jewish rabbi. And they told the story about how important it is for their children to know their history and to know that they were enslaved and to know about the Holocaust. And there's an entire spiritual ritual of having a meal where the child must recite a portion of their history because their history and scripture are tied together. Monica and I looked at each other and said, you know, in our community, we need to have this kind of belief system. We hide from our history. We're nervous about it. We're scared of it. It's all trauma and pain. I, I don't want to deal with those things. Well, I'm here to let you know that our history is filled with so much triumph. It has trauma, but we don't have to fall into despair and hide from it. Because when we recognize the fullness of our history, whether it is Jarena Lee proclaiming that she has been called by God, even when men say, no, you are not. Or it's the study of foodways in South Carolina to see the power of resistance and creativity. Or activism in Chicago, or maybe the organizing in Chicago to allow a gentleman by the name of Harold Washington to become mayor that sets the stage for so many other politicians to move into public office. The Myafa Project, I like that, the Myafa Project, yes. The Myafa Project is a liturgy, a theological and spiritual practice that we do here at Trinity United Church of Christ. It's done all over the uh, country. But at Trinity, it's a liturgy. So each Sunday we do something different. Normally, if we were not in a pandemic, we would start in West Africa. We would lift up elements of our history, our African past, that we normally do not lift up, nor may not, we may not even know anything about. We'll have a worship and arts team utilize dance and drama to help us paint the picture of our experience prior to landing in the Americas. Then we have to go to the Caribbean because we are a Pan-African people. We are part of a diaspora. We're part of a larger community that most Africans did not land in the United States. And to see the broad connection throughout the world of where people of African descent um, live and thrived and have made amazing contributions. Then, of course, we land in US, on U.S. soil and then deal with the great migration of how we are all over the world, all over the United States. Uh, one of the stories that I love is the fact that uh, black people in, in Savannah, Georgia, in the 1700s, many of them decided to fight for the British. And as a result, they ended up in Nova Scotia because they said, if you fight for us, you will be free. And so to this day, there is a lineage of black people and black churches in Nova Scotia, Canada, because they are from the lineage of black people who said, we will fight for the British. The same thing happened during the War of 1812. And now many of you know, as a result of the, the insurrection, January 6th, that historically the capital had, never, had not been attacked in that manner since the War of 1812, when the British uh, attacked, attacked uh, the capital. Actually, it was in 1814 when it was attacked, but it, the war began in 1812. 
And there were Africans who said, look, we're going to fight for the British since you won't give us our freedom. And as a result of those Africans who chose to fight for the British, there was a writer by the name of Francis Scott Key who wrote The Star-Spangled Banner. And in that, there is a line that we no longer sing that talks about, and the slave shall be in the grave. That he was so angry that black people would fight on the side of the British that they were not, what, patriotic. But black people were incredibly patriotic. They said, you won't give me my freedom. I will fight on the side of the British. And they have promised that they will allow me to be free if I fight and I get a chance to go to Canada and live in Nova Scotia. So, so all of these things, about it's about making, making history sacred and turning our church into a griot space, the storyteller space, where Scripture and our history are tied deeply together. That's part of Scripture. The Judeo-Christian practice, which we have lost in the Protestant tradition, is that we are to connect our history, connected to Scripture, connect our history to our theology. And so we lift up several people this month. We lift up August Wilson, Malcolm X, we lift up Fannie Lou Hamer, and Billie Holiday. We lift them up as modern-day prophets who help us understand who we are. August Wilson, a great poet and playwright. Malcolm X, a prophet of our experience. Fannie Lou Hamer, uh, the organizing prophet of Mississippi. And Billie Holiday, with her powerful voice, who used her art to elevate not only black culture, but to also join in the anti-lynching movement when she sang the song Strange Fruit. Listen to Billie Holiday when she sings Strange Fruit. The bulging eyes 
twisted mouth Scent of magnolia Sweet and fresh Then the sudden smell Of burning flesh Here is a fruit Crows to pluck for the rain together, for the wind to suck, for the sun to rot, for the tree to drop. By embracing the poets, the playwrights, the artists, the warriors of our community, we witness God walking in our midst. Our history ceases to be just about trauma, but becomes triumphant. So this is what my offer is about. It's a liturgy. It's a project. It is turning our church into the sacred griot space. That means storyteller. That's what Jesus was doing. He was telling the story of his tradition and telling the story to those who did not know the tradition and were now coming to accept the fact that God, that Elohim, Jehovah, Yahweh, was the ruler, creator, and mother, and the one who birthed all of creation. That's what we're trying to do during this My Afa season. So it's my prayer that you will delve into some of the extra information that we are providing. You will download the PDFs. You will share it with your family. You'll have discussions. Let me give you a, a prime example just popped in my head. I want to mention this of how my, my son is now reading through all of August Wilson's books. I was so proud because I'm a big August Wilson fan. But he was just saying, he said, I've just been taken by him. I just, the way this man writes, how, how, he's genius. I said, yes. He speaks so much about our history and spirituality. And that's why the gospel, according to August Wilson, not that August Wilson is the writer of the gospel, but he gives us an understanding of the good news when we look at his art. Now, in the next episode, I want to deal with uh, the gospel according to Malcolm X which got a great response from, but from those who are out of the conservative tradition believe that myself, as, as a preacher, as a preacher of the gospel, that I'm, I'm leading you all down the wrong path because I would dare teach about Malcolm X. 
that somehow you cannot teach about Malcolm X if you're a Christian. But I can read Kant and Hegel, Antonio Gramsci, Karl Marx, W.E.B. Du Bois. I can read agnostic and atheists if they are white. Well, Du Bois was not white. Uh, but I cannot talk about a black Muslim. How dare you, Moss? That, that is, that's being that liberal, progressive Christianity. You're not focusing upon the doctrine and the evangelicalism that you're supposed to frame your uh, presentation of the gospel. Well, guess what? I don't care what they say. I come out of the black church tradition. I come out of the tradition that did not stand on the deck but came out of the hull. I come out of the tradition that sought to liberate. I don't come from the slavers' tradition. I come from the tradition of those who liberated and were willing to bring down walls. So I'm excited to talk about that on the next episode of The Dive. This is my simple ask for you. That one, you listen to this series. Two, you will share the series. Three, you'll subscribe to the series. So listen, share, subscribe to The Dive. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that this Maafa season has been a blessing to you and you are enjoying these presentations, uh, the worship, the songs, the lessons that we are giving on Sunday. And this podcast is an opportunity for me to connect uh, with the community known as Trinity United Church of Christ that is now global. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for the dive. This has been a production of the Unashamed Media Network and Trinity United Church of Christ. If you would like more information about the dive, please go to the website of Trinity United Church of Christ or contact info at Trinity Chicago. Thank you for joining us today and be ready for the next episode of The Dive.